Cold Blood, Nordic True Crime, a podcast series exploring some of the most startling crimes in Scandinavia. The King of the Rockers. In the late 1970s and early 1980s, Copenhagen and many other towns of Denmark's Zealand Island are caught in the midst of tensions caused by the War of the Rockers. In Denmark, the term rocker is commonly used to describe people who belong to the lawless biker subcultures of the time. Niels is a part of that culture. Known as the king of the rockers, Niels lives on a farm along with his two lovers. The things that happen behind the high walls and the barbed wire fence of that farm are so terrible they are difficult to imagine and hidden from public view. But after a man is killed in the rocker's fortress, Intricate details of what has been going on there spill out to the public. According to the Danish penal code, murder is the most serious type of crime, especially when it comes to sentencing. In most cases, murder is punishable with 16 years of imprisonment or a life sentence. It's the late 1970s and early 80s. The rockers are fighting their war in Copenhagen. Newspaper headlines carry references to various rocker groups and factions such as the Nomads, the Iron Skulls, and the Black Sheep. And two fierce rivals face each other on the battlefield. The Bullshit Motorcycle Club, known as Bullshit MC, and the Danish Hells Angels. And in the midst of this conflict, though he does not participate in it directly, is Niels Frederik Jorgensen. He's just turned 40 and is one of the oldest people in that world. Previously, Nils was a member of the rocker group, the Wild Angels. He also worked at a traveling fair and before that had been an antique seller. Nils has five children, including two grown-up sons, Michael and Wisty, each of them with a different woman. He isn't one of the most important people among the rockers and he's barely known beyond his small circle of friends, but that will soon change. At the end of the 70s, he meets 19-year-old Judith Larsen. He's married at that time, but his wife suddenly disappears. A few days after that disappearance, Judith moves in with Nils. He is kind and protective toward the young, naive woman and promises that he'll never hurt her. She chooses to believe him, even though she knows that he had beaten his wife. But Judith isn't enough for Nils, during a Christmas dinner they are attending together, Nils unexpectedly leaves the table. Later, Judith finds him in one of the bedrooms, in bed with another woman. And not just any woman. It's her younger sister, Myrta, who's just 15 years old. That event marks the beginning of a peculiar relationship. Nils decides that Myrta should move in with him and Judith. But there's a problem. Nils's house is too small. So Nils decides to purchase something bigger with Judith's money. He buys a small farm with two hectares of land in Ersnes, north of Zealand Island. Nils is planning to move into the house with both of his lovers. The house has an extension and one of his sons, Michael, will stay there with his wife and their small child. At the same time, Nils consolidates his position as the boss of the rockers. By the end of 1981, he founds a rockers club called the Gypsies, and his two adult sons also become members. The club members quickly get into an argument with another group called Dragsholmer. 
they fight to gain control over the idyllic areas of northwest Zealand. Niels turns his farm into a fortress, surrounding it with a high fence and by having gang members take turns guarding it every night. The disagreements between the two groups often end in brutal fights, which newspapers later describe in detail on their front pages. Niels's exploits with his two young lovers cause local gossip and outrage. The most scandalous event happens in 1982 when both women give birth to Niels's sons just eight weeks apart. In September 1983, the conflict between the two rockers groups reaches its peak. Niels and his two sons, 20-year-old Michael and 18-year-old Wistie, are in a local bar. Dragsholmer members are there as well. It doesn't take long until men from both groups get into a fight. According to the police, a 20-year-old man named Johnny pulls out a bayonet and threatens the others trying to end the fight and separate the men. This, instead, leads to another fight, this time between several rockers and the 20-year-old Johnny. Feeling like he's being driven into a corner, Johnny tries to stab one of the gypsies with the bayonet. Even when a few gypsies start yelling at him to put it away, he doesn't let go of the weapon. When one of the rockers approaches Johnny, he uses the bayonet to stab the opponent in the stomach. The wound is so deep that the victim's intestines are visible. In response, Niels's son Michael grabs a pool ball and throws it across the room, hitting Johnny on the temple with the rock-hard ball. Johnny falls to the ground, unconscious. But Niels and his sons are not satisfied by this. They throw themselves at Johnny with pool cues. Then, while Johnny is lying on the ground, covered in blood and dying, a friend of Niels's sons takes a bottle and smashes it on Johnny's head. The injuries are fatal. As a result of this event, three men are arrested. Niels is now known across the whole country, and he has quite a reputation. Sometimes he's called the King of Rockers from Erstness, living with two sisters who are his lovers and the mothers of two of his numerous children. Niels and his sons testify in court, telling how they clubbed young Johnny to death. The tabloid newspaper Extra Bladet reports on these events and describes how one lover would visit him in prison with their child while the other woman would stay at home, but then how the sisters would swap places allowing Niels to enjoy the company of both lovers. In court, Nils provides details about his peculiar love life. He makes no secrets about the different visits from each of the sisters. In 1984, his two sons are convicted of inflicting grievous bodily harm, resulting in death. Michael was sentenced to a year and a half in prison. Nils is only charged with inflicting bodily harm and released a year later. At first glance, it seems that his relationship with both sisters is harmonious. All three give a series of interviews where Nils happily says how important it is for him not to favor one of the women over the other. Nils believes he lives every man's dream. He tells Extra Bladet that living with two women has reduced his need for brief affairs to the minimum. He also boasts that he doesn't treat either of his lovers badly, except for maybe three or four times a year. But even then, it's usually because both women want to sleep with him at the same time, which as he admits, is a problem. Group sex is out of the question because he prefers being with one woman at a time. They don't go to parties unless both sisters are invited. Niels thinks their everyday life is free of problems. After all, he makes all the decisions. 
but no one ever mentions how Niels behaves as the master of the house in a manner that many would describe as brutal and disgusting. He's aware of the risks and knows that he could die a violent death due to the Rockers' war, but Niels doesn't suspect that the greatest danger could actually come from the people around him. The night of Tuesday the 15th of January will be tragic for Niels. He is woken by a loud boom and a terrible headache. A shotgun shell crushes half his face, piercing a large part of his neck and cheek. The room is pitch black, so he can't recognize the person that shot him. He tries to hide beneath the quilt, but another round hits him. Niels jumps out of bed and tries to run up the stairs, but he can't keep his balance and falls. At the foot of the stairs, he's shot again. The last shot is fatal. Shortly after 10 a.m., the duty police officer in Holbeck answers the phone. It's Judith, Niels' older lover, and she says that someone shot Niels and that he's probably dead. A police patrol is immediately sent to Esnes, and the police force's criminal division is notified. But before the police arrive, something happens in Niels' house, something that will change the course of later events. The police officers arrive at the scene soon after they are notified. In the house, they find two sisters hugging and sobbing. The women are just a few meters away from Niels's battered body. The victim's older son, Michael, has just arrived at the scene. When he sees his father, Michael temporarily takes leave of his senses. He throws himself to the ground screaming and then drinks Niels's blood. Judith and Mette are immediately brought to the police station in Holbeck, while forensic technicians investigate the crime scene. During the interrogation, which lasts until late at night, Meta confesses that she killed Niels. Soon after that, Judith is released. Meta's hearing is on Wednesday, the 16th of January. The judge decides to detain her, and she is charged with murder. That's when the small municipality of Ersnes and other residents of Denmark hear for the first time that Niels treated both his lovers like prisoners and psychologically bullied them. The two women's lives were a constant stream of humiliating tortures. They lived in hell and were constantly afraid of violence aimed both at them and their children. During the hearing, in the presence of a judge, it comes to light that Niels threatened to gouge out Meta's eyes and kill her child, who was only a year and a half old at the time. One day, Niels was holding the child on his lap and shouted that the boy's mother had to be really stupid if she didn't believe he could carry out his threats. Myrta says she was terrified and lived in constant fear that Niels would hurt her and their son. During a court hearing in Nürkebing, she explains with tears in her eyes what had happened a few hours before the murder and what finally made her shoot him. All the chairs in the courtroom are taken, filled with the press, local residents and police officers. Meta enters the courtroom, wrapped in a woolen blanket, and led by two police officers. She's shaking. When she's questioned, she speaks so quietly that it's difficult to understand her. Meta explains what went wrong on the farm after Niels was released from prison. Together with his sons, Niels started a real war with the Rockers. He was also convinced that both women did everything around the house wrong. Meta admitted that he abused her every day. Shortly before Christmas, things got out of control. Niels's video player broke, and he blamed Meta for that, 
and hit her repeatedly. When she threatened to leave and take the child with her, Niels totally lost control. He grabbed her by the throat and strangled her, only letting her go when she couldn't breathe and passed out. Afterwards, she was so scared of him that even though she wanted to leave, she couldn't bring herself to do so out of fear that he would find and kill her and her son. It's Monday night. Judith is asleep, and Niels loses his temper again. At half-past midnight, he goes on his usual nightly walk with Mette. Niels is angry that Mette is walking too fast, and he orders her to go back home and to bed. Faithful and obedient, she does as she's told, and waits for him at home. When Niels comes back, he's furious and asks why she didn't go to bed. She quickly does. But at 2.30am, Niels wakes her again and tells her that he's changed his mind and she has to get up immediately. They have a serious argument. Niels is yelling so loud that their son wakes and starts crying. He gets even angrier when Meta can't calm the child down. Once again, Niels threatens the small 18-month boy, saying that he'll gouge his mother's eyes out. The child doesn't understand a thing, and the scarier Niels' behavior is the louder the boy cries. Niels punches Meta in the face twice while she's still holding their son in her arms. Eventually, they stop arguing and go to bed. Before they sleep, Niels threatens Meta that over the next few days, he'll turn her and the child's life into a living hell. She knows all too well what that means. Humiliation, threats, and beatings. Despite the pain and everything that had transpired that evening, she manages to get a few hours of sleep. In the morning, she gets up and takes care of a few things. Shortly before 10 a.m., she goes to her sister's room, where Judith and both children are playing on the floor. One glance at the kids is enough to fill Meta with fear that Niels could really hurt them. She knows it's just a matter of time before taking it out on her, and Judith would no longer be enough for him. He's often beating them in their son's presence, threatening that next time, the kids will get their share as well. Meta's gaze falls on a single-barrel shotgun that was kept hung up on the wall in the children's room. Niels has previously shown her how to use it. Meta reaches for the gun and takes it off the wall. There's only one cartridge in the chamber, so she takes a cartridge magazine with two more in, plus two extra cartridges and puts the magazine into the shotgun. Then she goes to the attic, where Niels is sleeping. She wants to force him to listen to her for once, wants to say what's been on her mind for a long time because he doesn't usually allow her to do that. When she enters the attic, Niels is asleep. Meta lifts the gun to her shoulder, ready to fire, and aims at the wall near the bed. She pulls the trigger only intending to scare him, and shoots him in the head. Niels sits up, staring at her. Then he throws the quilt over his head. Meta has to fight her fear as she knows that right now he's only thinking about one thing, how to get her. He reloads the shotgun and fires again, aiming a little downward, and hits Niels in the chest. Then she runs down the stairs to the living room. From there, she can see Niels, half-naked and covered in blood, stumbling down the stairs. He stumbles all the way down and falls onto the floor. His neck is partly shot through. He's lying on his back and shouts at Meta with his last breath, You'll regret this, bitch. I'll kill you. 
That is when Meta's sister Judith enters the house. She'd been out in the barn feeding the animals. Hearing shots and screams, she'd run back into the house. She finds her sister and the dying Nils. Sometime later, Judith calls the police to report the incident. A judge issues a warrant for Meta's temporary arrest, and she ends up in jail. She's also examined by a police psychiatrist. Judith is released. But the words spoken in the courtroom that day are only part of the truth. The sisters keep a shared secret. All the newspapers write that the King of the Rockers was murdered. Shocked readers and viewers dive into the hell that both sisters lived every day for seven years. Their mother tells the press, If my daughter hadn't killed him, I would have done it myself. She is the one taking care of her daughter's children now, with Judith's help. During the day, Metta can look after her son in jail, but in the evening, the boy goes back to Judith and his grandmother. Since the farm is a crime scene, the police isolate it. The first details concerning both sisters' life on the farm are nothing compared to the reality of what happened. Niels tyrannized them to such an extent that it seems unbelievable. Each month, he sent both sisters to the social welfare office to get money. He threatened that he would give them a thrashing if they dared to return home without the cash. That's why sometimes they panicked and didn't want to leave the building unless they were given the money. Those desperate visits often ended with both sisters wrecking the room and the arrival of the police. The sisters also confessed that Nils forced them to put 50 kroner on his nightstand when they wanted to have sex with him. He often brought two other women to the house and forced the sisters to watch him with the other two. The police investigation at the farm is underway, and a thorough autopsy is being performed. The results of the examination of the crime scene, as well as the forensic analysis, make the police think that the shots were fired intentionally, and not by accident, as Medda claimed. Furthermore, the police assumed that there were four shots fired, and not three as Meta had said. One shot was fired directly at Niels's groin and almost totally tore his abdomen to pieces. Meta still claims she was not planning to kill Niels, but she can't explain why she pulled the trigger for the third and fourth time. The third shot went through Niels's genitals. The fourth and fatal shot hit him in the heart. The technicians are puzzled by Meta's claims that she only fired three times. Their reaction is understandable since the shotgun can only hold three rounds. To fire the fourth shot, she would have had to reload the gun. That contradicts Meta's testimony and her claims that she did that in the heat of the moment, in self-defense. The truth comes to light only when Swedish forensic experts share the results of their work with the Danish technicians. They analysed the special tape that was used to identify traces of gunpowder on both women's hands after the sisters were arrested. Since Meta had admitted that she fired the gun, the traces of gunpowder on her palms were not surprising. But the analysis showed Judith also had traces of gunpowder on her hands. That information takes the police and the investigation team leader by surprise. At first, Judith tries to explain that she took a test shot earlier using a different gun. But the police tell her they don't believe her explanation, and in the end, Judith breaks down and tells them the truth. When the crime was being committed, 
she was outside doing the washing. On hearing gunshots, she at first thought they came from the neighbor's farm. Then she saw her sister standing in the doorway, looking in her direction, crying and deep in shock. Meta managed to whisper that she'd shot Nils, killing him. Judith takes the gun and goes into the house. Nils is lying with his feet towards the door. Blood is everywhere. Judith wants to make sure that Nils will die, and that Meta won't have to answer for the murder on her own. They'd gone through everything together, and Nils deserved it. So Judith takes aim at Nils, who is lying on the ground, closes her eyes, and pulls the trigger. Both sisters then sit on the floor, leaning against the wall. They sit like that, holding hands and wait for the police to arrive. This is when they decide Meta will take all the blame on herself, as one of them has to take care of the children and the farm while the other one is in prison. Judith tells the police why she fired that last fatal shot. Sometime earlier, Niels had tried to shoot her, but he fortunately missed. He also hit her with an iron rod. Niels would often beat both sisters for absurdly trivial reasons, like if the potatoes weren't cooked on time. Sometimes when they tried to protest, he'd hit them on the head with a hammer. While Nils was in prison, the sisters built a greenhouse and a stable for the horses. They also fixed the car. But when Nils was released and returned home, he flew into a rage because they'd done something without his approval, and he ordered them to destroy everything. Both women were physically and psychologically abused. Nils threatened that if they tried to leave his farm, they would never see their children again. So they lived in a nightmare they couldn't escape. The trial begins on Tuesday the 19th of November. Judith is charged with murder since she fired the fatal shot, and she faces a sentence of life imprisonment. Meta is charged with attempted murder with a sentence of 12 years in prison. The trial is held in the court at Holbeck and is supposed to last for a week. Forty witnesses are to be questioned. The prosecutor only has to prove that both sisters planned the murder together and simply eliminated Nils. Both women's lawyers will try to convince the jury that after so many years of indignities, humiliation and abuse, the sisters simply saw no other way out. Judith is questioned first. She explains how she met Nils in 1976 and became pregnant by him a few years later. She also confesses that when she was pregnant, Nils often kicked her in the stomach. He also forbade her from going to her father's funeral, wanting to show his contempt for her family. In 1981, Nils turned the farm into a rocker's fortress and founded the Gypsies Club. Beating the sisters whenever they did something wrong became the norm. In 1982, on Pentecost Day, they threw a party in the garden. Niels wanted to impress the club members, and he came up with a disgusting idea. The sisters were sitting by the fire with Niels and many guests, and everyone was playing cards together. There were weapons everywhere. Niels randomly announced that he would put both his lovers forward as a stake. To put it more specifically the possibility of having sex with them. At first, the sisters thought he was joking because Niels was usually insanely jealous. But when they lost, he demanded that Judith have sex with one of the rockers. Judith felt that the situation was beyond her strength. She didn't have the courage to either obey or disobey him, 
but when she didn't do as she was told, Niels ordered one of the guests to hit and kick Judith to punish her. She then had to crawl back to the house on her hands and knees. That was when Niels fired the shotgun at her and missed. Judith went to bed and fell asleep next to her son, but someone opened the door to her room. It was the same man who Niels had told he could do anything he wanted with her, and he eagerly accepted that offer. Judith wasn't the only victim of such degradation. Meta also spoke of awful things whilst testifying. During the same party, Niels ordered one of the guests to urinate on Meta, and her sister had to quietly watch her humiliation. The sisters were both humiliated on almost daily basis. During one of the frequent visits to the bar in the presence of other guests, Niels told the sisters to kneel and kiss his feet. Both women knew that if they disobeyed, he would give them a thrashing. Niels used to shout at the top of his voice, So who rules here? And the sisters had to answer with, You do. Judith also shares how he once beat her with an iron rod and about the time she and Meta tried to escape. Niels started to chase them, but collapsed. It turned out later that it was due to a blood clot. In the hospital, he said that it was both the sisters' fault and claimed that they'd forced him to run after them. When he returned home, he beat both women. The situation was already dire, but became even worse when Niels was released from prison after doing time for the bar fight where he and his sons had beaten the 20-year-old man Johnny to death. When he got back home, the first thing he did was grab Meta by the throat, lift her up, then throw her to the floor before kicking her black and blue. He claimed it was her fault that he'd been sentenced. At the same time, he swore he was going to bring both children up to be real psychopaths, because only then they would be able to become the leaders of the rockers after him. When asked why they never escaped, Judith only says that they simply had no chance of doing so. Niels would have found them immediately, and the very thought of how he'd torture them in retaliation was unbearable for them. They didn't even have enough courage to tell anyone how they were really treated. Even though she fired the fourth shot, Judith does not feel guilty of the murder. She was convinced that Niels was already dead when she shot him, and that she was shooting a corpse. Meta doesn't feel guilty of attempted murder either. She still claims she didn't want to kill him. Meta's testimony in court is just as moving as Judith's words. With tears in her eyes, Meta also talks about her suicide attempts. She's thought about ending her life many times, and had even tried to do so at least twice. She also explains what happened during the memorable Christmas dinner when Nils seduced her, even though she was only 15 at the time, and when her sister Judith found them together in bed. Meta had still been a virgin back then. At some point, the violence at the farm escalated. After Niels beat Meta and broke her nose, she tried to leave and move in with her mother. But despite everything, she still loved Niels and her sister, Judith. Even though she managed to move out that time, she eventually returned to the farm. When both sisters gave birth to Niels's children, he forced them to go to a lawyer and give him custody of the children. Allegedly, he said, it was for safety reasons, in case anything happened to the children's mothers. While testifying in court, the sisters once more have to describe what happened at the farm during that tragic morning 
Meta says that while she was watching the children playing, she recalled how Niels had threatened to gouge her eyes out. Again, she explains how she took the shotgun off the wall so she could force Niels to finally listen to her. Then, the first shot was fired, the one that hit Niels in the middle of the face. Meta fired the gun again and panicked because there was blood everywhere. She was shooting blindly. Meta reloaded the gun and ran down the stairs. Then she heard the sound of a body falling down the stairs. She turned and saw Niels lying on his back at the foot of the stairs and fired once more, which shattered his groin, hip bone, and genitals. Then she ran towards the door. At the same time, Judith went out to meet her. Meta told her sister that she just shot Niels. Judith reloaded the shotgun, approached Niels, pressed the barrel to his chest, and fired, shooting him right in the heart. She said that everything inside her turned upside down, and that is why she entered the house with a loaded gun. In a way, it was as if she'd lost consciousness. Everything inside her collapsed. The testimonies of other witnesses confirm everything the two young women had had to go through. A woman who also played cards during the garden party was humiliated by Niels, too. He also used her as a stake, the same way he did with Judith. The woman is called as a witness, but is so moved by the situation that she faints before she can start speaking. When she regains consciousness, she confirms that Judith didn't want to approach the man Niels ordered her to have sex with. Niels got into a frenzy and became aggressive. The woman also says, crying, that another guest was told to hit and kick Judith. Another witness claims that he tried to save Judith from her punishment, but he gave up when Niels aimed the shotgun at him. Just like the other guests, he had no choice and could only watch how Judith was tormented. One of the rockers hit and kicked her many times while Niels shouted and howled with satisfaction. The witness also confirms that Niels later aimed the gun at Judith. He also says that the person who beat Judith was Michael, Niels' eldest son. Everyone was afraid of Niels, and no one had enough courage to stop him or go against his orders. The witness confirms neither of the women had any chance of escaping. Even if they dared to do so, they would have been captured quickly, and the attempt would have put their own and their children's lives in danger. But no matter how much they had to suffer, the prosecutor has no doubt that Niels was executed. According to his understanding of the law, there are no circumstances that would allow letting someone off who murdered another person. No matter how badly the two young women were treated, nothing can justify murder. Despite that, he is convinced that in the sister's case, mitigating circumstances need to be considered, even though killing a person should not be rewarded with a lack of punishment. He thinks it does not look like a crime of passion. It was revenge. He also asks the jury not to let their disgust towards the victim influence them while passing sentence. Finally, the prosecutor adds that it would be disturbing if the jury found Niels's life so worthless that they would let the people who killed him go unpunished without reservation. The sisters' lawyers have a slightly different opinion when it comes to the sentence. One of the defenders addresses the jury directly and says both women were so intimidated that they should instead ask how something like that was even possible in modern Denmark. A brutal criminal, psychopath, and madman held them captive in hell. 
the women had to kiss his feet, and he ordered others to urinate on them. Could a person be more humiliated? The defense lawyer admitted that he'd read many publications concerning the abuse of women, but none of the cases described even came close to this scenario. So he asks the jury to acquit both women who had to suffer such torment. The defense lawyers also reminded the jury of Article 85 of the Danish Penal Code, which was still in effect back then. The article says, If a punishable offense was committed under the influence of strong emotions, or if the mental condition of the offender or special circumstances of said offense are known, the penalty might be milder. Under special circumstances, there is also the possibility of waiving the penalty. The jury retires for deliberation. It takes them a long time to make a decision. They go back to their spots, and the judge gives the floor to the head of the jury. When she starts reading the sentence, her voice shakes. Both sisters are found guilty of all four charges, three times guilty of attempted murder and one of murder. Before announcing the sentence, the head of the jury lifts her gaze from the sheet of paper she's holding in her hands and says, voice quivering, The court refrains from imposing punishment. The courtroom goes silent. It takes a few seconds before everyone understands what has just happened. Then emotions get the better of people. Meta and Judith fall into each other's arms, crying. Their mother, sobbing, embraces their daughters. Even the defense lawyers hug both sisters. The courtroom turns into a chaotic swarm of people embracing and hugging each other with genuine relief. It is as if everyone present could sense the joy the two sisters are feeling. Even the jury members have tears in their eyes when they pass the sisters. Every person involved in the case agrees that thanks to that sentence, justice has been served. The day of the 22nd of November 1985 went down in the history of Danish law. It was the first instance when Article 85 was applied in a murder case. From Podimo, this was Cold Blood, Nordic True Crime. A new episode every week, wherever you get your podcasts. For early access to episodes or to listen ad-free, subscribe to Podimo on Apple Podcasts.